You're listening to The Worship Review, a podcast which evaluates contemporary Christian music for the good of the church, to the glory of God. This podcast is for the whole church, to encourage thoughtful engagement with the words, emotions, and ideas in our music. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Worship Review, the finest and most refined podcast on the planet. I am Tyler, a linguist, a lover of words, and I'm joined by Colin. <laughs> well done. I'm Colin. I'm a history professor. I work at a university, and I don't know. That's enough. That's You know enough. You're an elitist. So on this, on this podcast, we take a look at the words, primarily, of music that is sung by Christians, typically in the church, although this series is a little bit different. A little different. In our third series, we're taking a look at the top song in each of the top 10 countries that listen to our podcast. And today's episode is... UK. Yep. So... Colin, you have some familiarity with this small um, former world empire. I hold... The I hold citizenship in the United Kingdom. I also lived in the United Kingdom for quite some time. So how does it feel to be an imperialist? <laughs> um, well, pretty good, but I thought we were going to talk about the UK citizenship. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> that was a zinger, Colin. Yeah, it was. So fun facts about the UK. It uh, Nowhere in the UK are you more than 75 miles from the ocean. Ah, interesting. almost enough. like it's an island. It's almost like it's uh, a series of islands. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the British drink 163 million cups of tea. Coffee. Oh, daily. Tea? Really? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. drink tea. Hmm. Just, that's a lot of tea. Oh, yeah. Come to think of it. Yeah, they, they drink that stuff. Like, and I, I, I uh, so they, I just, uh, I was fortunate to have friends over there because I just do not care much for tea. And they, they would always look at me so far, like, water? You want some <laughs> water? You mean tea without tea in it? So is the whole country just kind of held afloat by caffeine? Yeah, and um, little tiny candies. That's basically, um, that's basically it. They drink tea and eat little candies. And occasionally something they call a sandwich, which is a giant piece of bread with like a pickle and one tiny thin slice of meat or maybe a thin slice of cheese. And we are taking a look at um, God Only Knows, a song by, curiously enough for the UK, for King and Country. This sounds like a monarchic group. But funnily enough, they are not from the United Kingdom. They don't sound like it. No, they're from Australia. And then they moved over to Nashville and they're dual American and Australian nationals. Two brothers, I guess. I'd never heard of this group before doing the research for this episode. Very popular group and a very popular song. This is a song that uh, came out in 2018, uh, not even as like a single, and it managed to get huge amounts of airplay and went up onto the charts and the YouTube. It's made. It, they have made several music videos for this song, which is a bit crazy, and it's been remixed by numerous people, including Dolly Parton. I did not know that. Yes, and she even um, sings on the remixed version that she works on. Fascinating. And appears in a music video. Pretty interesting. Um, The main video has got 54 million views on YouTube, and it won a Grammy 
uh, for best contemporary Christian music performance or song. So pretty, pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. So the music video I saw was pretty grim. Yeah, it was. It I've, I actually found that video stuck with me quite a bit because the video combined with the song lyrics, which we'll talk about in just a second, um, yeah, it's, it basically portrays a woman going through suicidal ideation and and eventually jumping off a bridge. And then the song, then the video speculates about what would have happened if there would have been an, an intervention before this woman ended up committing suicide. And it kind of has a happy, yeah. happy ending. That's uh, that's one interpretation. I interpret it as this the former timeline is what would have happened had this not actually yeah, yeah, no yeah yeah sure been no, the case so i no i choose but, to believe the happy one too yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I realized how i put that oh although hold hold on hold on although at the beginning of the video the first thing that happens is you see an image of the spot where she jumped and there is a note laying there and in the alternate version in the second part of the video where she decides not she gets somebody intervenes she tears up the note but the video was really i mean it was pretty believable too like this woman um that they had cast in the main role in the video you know she can't she's no there're no words in the video and she just from her face and her expressions and all that she does really convey a woman who is going about the motions during her day trying to put on a happy face but it has it is in some serious emotional and um, mental anguish and she's isolated from her colleagues it appears yeah. and her peers as well despite the fact that she's around people she's still alone and the video does a good job i think of portraying that yeah alone in a crowded room so to speak yeah. and in the happy timeline the person someone intervenes in her life and yeah. and breaks that isolation yeah. uh, up nicely so um a really heavy subject matter off the bat, um, but we're not here to talk primarily about the video. We're talking about the text, which is related but distinct. So, Colin, can you tell me overall what the song is about? Yeah, so the reason I started with the video is because when you watch the video, the lyrics really do line up with the idea that this is a song about somebody who is having emotional and relational problems, and it's killing them. Like there's a one point the, the lyrics talk about, it's killing. And um, the in the in with the video, it's sort of like, okay, this is clearly about suicide um, or suicidal ideation. But actually, if you don't watch the video, it's not, it's actually kind of hard to figure out what the problem is because... Um, there's just a variety of issues that are mentioned, like everything from like maybe dark thoughts or nightmares or bad dreams to bad, sad memories to loneliness to um, issues of identity. I mean, there's just kind of a, it's just kind of a soup of emotional badness. And I don't, I'm not actually convinced that they knew what it was about because you can, there's an interview that they did with uh, Free CCM. And this is what one of the brothers said. This was a song looking out 
There seems to be a lot of you said this, you did this, how dare you? The song is really a question mark of, well, first of all, do we really understand each other fully? Our histories, our family heritages, the struggles in life, the things that have been done to us that no one knows about, the shame that we carry. Some of it we've done to ourselves. That's self-sabotage. Some of it other people have done to us. You're just seeing a brief moment in time of that person. What if we pulled the lens back? Even if we did, there are some things that God does only know. We've got our shame. We've got our troubles. We've got our prejudice. We've got our judgments. And it goes on just kind of talking about just... I lost the Yeah, train of it's there. really incoherent. So now that just, that may be a... That may be an issue. Like sometimes when people speak publicly or speak in an interview, they just have trouble being coherent. I mean, I do this all the time. Do you have that problem, yes. Colin? <laughs> I do this all the time. So nobody may... sees you. Yeah. So... Nobody believes you. Nobody understands you. <laughs> so my point just is, um, you know, they, I'm not sure they really knew what this is about. So you can say it's about someone with emotional problems. There's some assurance in the song that God knows about the problems, and, you know, there's a statement, the kind of key statement is the so- in the song is, there's a kind of love that God only knows. That seems to be the resolution. It, like, so it's a statement of fact, there is a kind of love that God only knows, but um, the song doesn't really describe what that love is, or what it does, or how it fixes things. It just kind of says, by the way, there is this love out there. Um, Yeah, so if you have the video, if you're watching the video, that really gives you a more concrete idea to graft the song onto. But just in and of itself, I think the song lyrics are kind of all over the place in a lot of ways. I mean, so that's the best I can do to summarize it. Okay. Do you have any augmentations to that yeah no i i still am not sure exactly what the kind of love is that god only knows no. is it a love that he has for his son or for his people or <laughs> no um, I, I don't know it's well i guess we can talk yeah, about it as we, we get can into jump the lyrics into it. but it, I, I, to, I i don't know and i have to say the video as you said sticks with you and it makes it hard to talk about the text of this song in an abstract sense right because they've grafted it as you said onto this subject matter that is so dark and i'm not saying that that's a bad thing i mean yeah sure. christians wrestle with uh self-loathing suicidal, yeah. suicidal ideation all the time but it's it's hard to then deal with us with this song in a way that's removed from that so yeah. I, I, you know me i find myself wanting to you know make little quips make little jokes yeah stuff like that about the text but it's harder to do very hard to yeah. do when it hinges on that kind of stuff so yep uh, let's jump into this text, Colin. Right away, while the world is sound asleep, and too afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody will believe you. Wide awake while the world is sound asleep. I just want to stop you there because I know that you had a huge problem with that. Uh, I read that first line. I was like, oh boy, Tyler is just going to go nuts. So I, you're, I know you're asking me the questions, Tyler, but let's just stop there so you could just go ahead and get that out of the way. Well, <laughs> he's got his head in his hands right now. Okay. So it's, it's clear the wide awake is attributed to the, uh, to a 
to a you. Yeah. Um, and this wide awakeness is happening concomitantly, so simultaneously with the world being sound asleepin'. <laughs> and, um, well, it seems to be that this is a conglomeration or, or a, a fusing together of sound asleep and sleeping the um, present participle of the verb to sleep. So when you mash them together, we have a new construct that... Um, I, I'm being picky here, but I'm allowed to be picky, doesn't actually mean any... Well, no, that's, that's not true. You will not find the phrase sound asleepin' in any dictionary, no, but we won't. know what it means. Yeah, it yeah, means sure. the world is sound asleep. Yeah. And it seems like they needed a rhyme for dreamin'. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in, in many English dialects, it's common to drop the G of, of these words, so sleepin' instead of sleeping. But it's clear they needed a rhyme for dreamin'. Although I don't know why they didn't say wide awake while the world is soundly sleeping. Why just Well, they should have hired you I guess. to I, write the song. Yeah, I've already written several, you know, Grammy Award winning songs, so <laughs> they should have just reached out or, to me. Or while the world is sound asleep, too afraid what might show up while you dream. Yeah. You have then the same I mean it's, it's still a slip kind rhyme. of a, it's a slant rhyme either way, right? Because a sleepin' doesn't really rhyme with no, dreamin' true. in a literal sense. So Okay. Okay, so well, we've I got wanted to let rhyme. you get that out of the way anyway. All right, go ahead, Tyler. So now Ask we, as the questions. listeners, are wide awake, uh, trying to figure out what's happening. Okay. Too afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming. Nobody, nobody sees. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody would believe you. Every day you try to pick up all the pieces, all the memories they somehow never leave you. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody would believe you. Every day you try to pick up all the pieces. All the memories, they somehow never leave you. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody would believe you. So what's the problem? Okay, it could be a lot of things. Um, You're awake and afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming. Well, that could be like, so your problem is that you have nightmares. Your problem is that you reflect on bad experiences and you might dream about them. I mean... It could also just be that actually um, what might show up while you're dreaming is like a robber in your house. Oh, You know, sure. like it could actually be something like if I fall asleep, I'm vulnerable, right? Um, so that's, I mean, could be any of those things. So like it was funny because the video um, starts off with her awake in the bed and, it, and, and, you know, it's at night. And I'm wondering like, okay, is there going to be a knock at the door and a robber, you know, or is this about like maybe domestic violence or something like that, right? Where you don't even feel like you can rest in your own home because, you you know, your boyfriend or whatever is going to come home drunk and start, you know, whatever. So um, it could be that. Um, but, you know, some kind of emotional, physical danger. But then also there's issues of what I presume to be loneliness because nobody sees you or isolation, Yes. Right, or invisibility, which, you know, you do see that in the video. So, you know, that's, that's but that's there in the song, too. Um, but then also, like, um, not being believed. So who knows what that's about? I don't yeah. know. Like, you've, you've, you've... So judging by the interview that you read from at the beginning, 
it sounded like they were including things like things other people have done to you in the past. Right. And so so one thing that is common if you listen to people who have been uh, victims of sexual abuse in their childhood or something like that. People don't believe them. They don't believe them. They feel afraid to come forward. And even they themselves like maybe don't they doubt know their own memories, right? Or or they've been gaslit or whatever, right? Right. So So, if your domestic violence um hypothesis could then yeah. also find uh, some grounding in this idea. Yeah, and uh, you can also see that there's a kind of memory, too. So so all the memories, they somehow never leave you. So maybe like past, past trauma or past, again, who knows? So I, I mean, there's you could conceivably say that this is speaking about post-traumatic stress in sure. some way from a traumatic episode or abuse or something like that. Like that could fit within this too. And I think if the video would have had that in it, yeah. you, know, you could, you could, could have easily fit. It right? fits on virtually any, right. any kind of right. um, turmoil in the psyche. And in, and that's probably why this song is so effective, right? Because the words are vague enough that, you know, you could attach just about any, difficulty that you've had or are having and identify with the problem in this song because the language is vague enough and incoherent enough to describe just about any kind of problem. Yeah, I have to say, my apart, reading... Apart from a sin problem. <laughs> well, no, that's what's funny, Colin. That was exactly my reading of ah, it. So okay. the first time I read this, I thought... Oh man, this person is struggling with their assurance of salvation because when I read ah, okay. every day, you try to pick up all the pieces. I, so I thought of uh, myself trying to kind of earn my earn justification on top of what Christ has already done. All the memories of past sins, my shames, mm. they somehow never leave me. That that's kind of how I read that. Okay, I didn't initially read this as um, someone outside of me imposing right. this turmoil on me, although that's clearly a viable interpretation. To me, I, I actually thought this was about someone who was driven to insecurity because of their own sin. So nice. I'm glad to be wrong about that. <laughs> it's open to a lot yeah. of interpretations, in, as you said. I'm glad that it so. could be open to that interpretation. That actually makes <laughs> me feel a little better. Good. God only knows what you The chorus here, Colin, is God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. But God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows. So the clever aspect of this song, of course, and this is probably how somebody came up with this, is they were reflecting on the fact that, you know, there's this phrase in our vernacular that God knows this or God only knows that. And it's it's a it's a kind of I mean, if there's light treason, I guess we could say there's light blasphemy. It's yeah. a it's a it's kind of it's it's blaspheming language, right? It's using God and even an attribute of God in this casual way, right? As if to say, okay, well... There's something trite about it. Yeah, exactly. There's something about... The way that God's name is used in that phrase is is a bit um, irreverent. 
But they twist it to say, actually, yeah, no, there are some things that God only knows. Mm-hmm. Like, the, no, this thing that we say tritely actually is is a there's truth to that if we if we really think about it. So, you know, it's kind of clever the yeah. way that they use that. Um, Although I have to say, usually God only knows implies that no human knows. This, yeah, right? so, that's, say, so that's where it breaks down. Because right? if I say Be- God only knows what they say about you, well, that's not true. Yeah, they know what other, they say about me. Exactly. I may very well yeah. know what happened to me or what I've been through. So, so this song is like the product of some person's good idea about, okay, oh, this is really a profound thing, but then they they don't. Yeah. It's not consistently, like, like they only had the thought that this is clever. This is a clever turn of phrase. They didn't really think much further beyond the implications of that. And, you know, a lot of this song is pretty superficial, so I, I'm not surprised. So, so what we see in this is that God knows a person's past. Um, God knows uh, what other people say, and of course he would, because he's omniscient. Uh, God knows uh, how it's killing you. So we don't know what the something is that's killing the person. And also, interestingly, the song doesn't dispute that something is killing the person. So the problem, God knows about the problem, but he's not necessarily doing anything about it, uh, or at least not yet. You must be killing sin or it will be killing you. Isn't that the John Owen saying? That sounds like John Owen, yeah. But there is a truth here in that God only knows the real you. I yeah. think that's very true. So in yeah. all of your light and dark complexity, yes. only God yes. knows that person. We even, you know, even when when we become Christians, we still do not comprehend the depths of our sin, for example. And we if we understood God's grace truly, I mean, we would just be we'd be knocked over. Like we wouldn't we I wonder if we'd even be able to get up or speak, you know. We would just be so utterly shocked. Um at at just the scandalousness of God's grace towards us. So, um, so yeah, you're right. There's there's some truth there, um, but a lot of it's very. Um, even though the song is saying something about God, it's really I think still using God to just say something about the person and to be quite person centric. So it's all it's really it's less about what God knows and it's more about what you've been through. It's more about what they say about you. It's more about whatever this thing is that's killing you. It's more about the real you, right? It's, it's Nothing here is about God's, like, tra- in this part at least, Nothing there's nothing here about God's, like, transformative work of the real you, because the real you um, is not, <laughs> not going to be a good person, right? The real us is, is soaked in our sin. Well, and in contrast to the song that we did last week that dealt with some of these questions of you identity. Say, you say by Lauren Daigle. You say by Lauren Daigle. There is not really a reassurance of the value of the person via what God has said about them. Instead, we have what comes across to me as being kind of something of a hollow platitude yeah, that there's, is. there's a kind of love that God only knows. Yeah, and... What is that? What mean? is that love? Yeah. What does it do? Um, and is it even God's love? It's just saying there is a love out there sure. that God knows. Sure. It might be His love. It might not be. Now, by implication, it's probably His love. 
But there's just nothing defined here. Yeah. So it is. It's 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 just a platitude, which is again, I think that's a real problem, especially with the video, right? Because this song is attaching itself to some really serious suffering, suffering, anguish, emotional issues, potentially deadly emotional issues, and it's just kind of passing out a platitude. Yeah. Like it's really it's funny because as much as the video suggests that these folks are serious about this and they do um like give the um the national suicide prevention hotline number and stuff like that at the end of the video so it's not like they're they're not helping at all but like the song content certainly isn't offering much if you ask me i mean say something else about god's love yes my goodness when i when i had to ask myself what is the kind of love that god only knows what what is the kind of love that humans that is completely foreign to the natural state of man. And one answer could be all love because no one loves perfectly in the way that God does. But I wondered if perhaps more specifically, it's a self-sacrificial love for one's mortal enemies Hmm. that is displayed in Christ, that Hmm. he would give his own life for people who hated him um, because he loved them. I don't think that, we can find a philosophy outside of the Christian faith that embodies that more clearly. And so I think we could say that's the kind of love that God only knows. Yeah. But th- that's not, but that's not described. That. Yeah. No, no, right. no. I mean, I, right. I'm not trying to read that into it, but I'm no, just trying right, to give course. content to this yeah. idea that, that God's love. love actually is radical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and subversive. Yeah. And, w- and, and is relevant to people who are dealing with suicidal ideation or post-traumatic stress or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, it, there's a non-platitudinal way in which God love, God's love intervenes in those kinds of situations, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe to riff a little bit on what you were saying, if someone is caught in the cords of suicidal ideation, the solution is not to say, well, you know, there's a kind of love that God only knows. It's yeah. to say, no, no, God loves you yeah. deeply, so much so that He yeah. would sacrifice His only Son. Yeah, for you don't your have sake. to kill yourself. God, God died for you. God yeah. died already. And if you trust in that, you know, y- y- you are of Im- immense value in Christ. Yes, your past doesn't define you. You know, your relationships don't define you. Your loneliness doesn't define you. Your sin doesn't define you. Christ defines you. And we see maybe a hint of that later when That's we, true. Get a, we get a chance to start over. We get yes. a kind of clean slate yeah, later on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do get to this idea of the clean slate. Absolutely. You keep a cover over every single secret. So afraid if someone saw them, they would leave. But somebody, somebody, somebody sees you. Somebody, somebody will never leave. You keep a cover over every single secret, so afraid if someone saw them, they would leave. But somebody, somebody, somebody sees you. Somebody, somebody will never leave you. So we have an inversion of what we saw in the earlier verse about nobody, nobody sees you, and nobody would believe you. So now we do have somebody. So the problem is further explained, or really I would actually say broadened, because I think this really is like a shotgun approach to whatever the problem is. Rather than using the verses to hone in on the problem, it just kind of keeps 
shooting them out, you know, just kind of throwing out ideas as to what it could be. So, Colin, do you think that's an intentional tactic? So I, I have heard from someone who was familiar with the Christian music industry in Nashville, and they said um, this person's music was very uh, confessional, very yeah. deliberately theologically mm-hmm. potent, uh, perhaps yeah. even too much so. I mean, like a you know, using several tea bags in your little mug instead of just one for right. the UK. Um, yeah, that, well, so, one one for everybody in the UK. Oh dear, in yeah. a, what, just one in a big tea kettle. Well, one, you know, you, yeah, you just got to swap the. Uh, you, you can't keep using. You know, got to make the tea last. Okay, very well. So they the um, I will repeat what he said to me. He said that this agent from Nashville said, "We have a." figure um she is a hypothetical figure but she is representative of a population her name is kim she drives a minivan she has two or three kids trouble in her marriage and she needs to turn on the radio to be reassured each morning because life is really tough for her and i I have no doubt i personally tyler have no doubt that it is tough for her um but so we need to actually um make things as applicable to various circumstances as possible to catch as many of these Kims as we can. And so th- I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not trying to be trite or anything like that here. I, I mean, you know, people who are not Kim listen to Christian radio, but that is the audience that they are marketing to. But I, I just, but I love how that's couched in the language of, you know, we're just being broad to help her. <laughs> yeah. But of course, that's not really what it is. We're being broad so that to market to she her. will buy our stuff. Sure. Right. It's a highly manipulative doesn't surprise me yeah so this person speaking about you know redoing old hymns and you know really much more concrete content that's just not going to sell well yeah if you call kim a sinner she's she might turn off the radio she yeah, might just be like right. well, i don't want to hear this this is right. my life is hard enough i don't need to yeah, hear I don't need... this yeah so so <laughs> sorry no, okay, that's so, all right. so you're saying it's broadening yes it's the broadening. scope so now we've got a problem where a person is worried that if some secret about them gets out that a person that is close to them will go away so in this so now they're not isolated there is somebody or some buddies that they care about in their lives but they're keeping it superficial because they don't want to let the secrets out, because otherwise, like this friend or companion or, or you know, romantic interest or whatever, will will disappear. So and, my mind goes to adultery. Do you think that's what's implied here, or do you think it's something else? Like what what sin do you need to hide? Because you're afraid that someone would leave. Well, you. yeah. I mean, if it's in a marriage context, for example, yeah, adultery could be one of them. But what if it's just a, um, yeah, what if it's just a friend and you've said some bad stuff about the friend, or you um, maybe it's maybe the person that has wronged you is like someone the friend really likes, or say, I mean, I don't know. You could think of all sorts. It's just vague, right? You, you you could think of all sorts of scenarios. Kim, old minivan driving Kim, could interpret this in numerous ways, right? I voted for the purple party and not yeah, the orange party right, and exactly. might forsake me or something. Right, exactly. So, you know, but but I do like the little inversion here that, okay, somebody sees you, somebody will never leave you. It is true that 
for those who are in Christ, God will never leave them nor forsake them. Like he, he is with us, um, and he won't leave us. You know, if we're his, he will not abandon us. Yeah, so and that's he true. sees us everywhere, right? So yeah. if we ascend to the heavens or if we descend deep into right. shale, even yeah. um, the night is bright as the day, right? Yeah. So he will see us there. We are yep. not alone. Yep. For yep. better or for worse, actually, we are yeah, not alone there. That's right. And then we have a repetition of the chorus, and then a post-chorus, which I don't need to mention. Then we have this bridge, Colin. For the lonely, for the ashamed, the misunderstood and the ones to blame. What if we could start over, we could start over, we could start over. Oh, for the lonely, for the ashamed, the misunderstood and the ones to blame. What if we could start over? For the lonely, for the ashamed, the misunderstood, and the ones to blame. What if we could start over? We could start over. We could start over. But that that repeats several times. What if we could start over, Colin? Yeah, and this is a biblical question. So we have 1 Corinthians 5.17, where Paul talks about being new creatures in Christ. We have um, Jesus saying in John chapter 3, verse 3, that we need to be born again. This whole idea of being born again is a rebirth. I mean, it's a new it's a new person. It's a new personing, to use a word that doesn't exist. Uh, well, so, you know... They wouldn't be the first in this conversation. No, that's right. There are lots of, um, you know, there's putting on and putting off language in Scripture. So there's lots in Scripture about the idea of kind of starting over, a new start, this sort of thing. So, yeah. Colossians the, 2... Yes. Um, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. Yeah. And, or, you know, our sins being removed as far as the East is from... I mean, there's there's just... There is language all over Scripture, right, about about this. So what if we are... What if we could start over, we could start over? That is absolutely true, right? So whatever our problems are, and it's unclear what they are in this song, we get a new slate. In Christ. In Christ, though. Again, the song doesn't tell us that. Song doesn't even really tell us much about God's love at all, let alone much about Christ. But if we leap quite a few, if we take quite a few jumps, which eventually get us to Scripture from some of the vague references in this song, yes, absolutely. We can start over, and Scripture is clear about that and what that means. And Scripture is remarkable in this area. In Isaiah 43, verse 25, uh, the Lord says, I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. That is incredible to think about. It's, it's not just that, you know, I was this thing, but I have, you know, been given a new title or, you know, a new authority, but actually the prosecutor in the case will throw out all the evidence. And he's the only prosecutor that matters. So, I mean, it goes back to, like, what is meaningful to a person who's struggling with issues of self-worth, you know, is struggling with suicidal ideation, is struggling with post-traumatic stress. That scripture that you just read is far more powerful than anything that's said in this song. I mean, the person that actually, the, 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 you know, the God who, who... 
who actually would hold those things against you, who would judge you, and has every right to, has chosen to remember them no more for those who are in Christ. Yeah. That is the assurance that, you know, if you're like me and you read this song as, I am struggling with guilt over my sinfulness, that incredibly, um, I am the only one who is really remembering these things in in an an eternal context. Right. And in a sense, the... um, the thoughts of actual suicide are in a way referencing something that is true in that we do need to die a spiritual death, a death to self. We do need to die. Um, We need to die and be raised with Christ, and that is freely offered to us in Christ. Um, So, I mean, any of these things could have been said, any of these verses, any of these concepts could have been referenced in the song, and it's just it's just not there. We come finally to a concluding outro. God only knows where to find you. God only knows how to break through. God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows where to find you. God only knows how to break through. God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows. Yeah, so God um, can help a person who is struggling, and God could break through that struggle, that fog of emotional distress. Again, song isn't clear about what the problem is, but whatever the problem is, God could break through. That's true. Um, God only knows the real you. Again, I talked about this before, but the real you is not a good person. Um, it is, And funnily enough, the real you is actually not a person worth saving. The real you actually does deserve to die. Um, the real you, apart from Christ, death is our destiny. That is that is what we are destined for. Um, but in Christ, through the forgiveness of sins, through the righteousness of God that is applied to us, um, it doesn't have to be. And so, you know, that's, again, just saying even the, that little bit would help define what this love is and what it does. But it just it just kind of references a little bit of what it could do. It could break through. Well... Okay, but that is just not that helpful. Yeah, there's this is reminding me of something. I don't know if this is from a movie or what, but it's just this evangelical Christian faith in platitudes. I don't know what it is, but coming to someone's suffering with a cheeky turn of phrase, yeah, or even or even a a a Bible verse that said without any meaning or without even listening to the person. Yeah, you know, that's like maybe when someone worse. is in anguish over yeah. losing a family member that they love, and you're like, "Well, you know, do not be anxious. <laughs> be anxious in nothing." You're yeah. like, "Get out of my house right now! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are not my friend." Yeah, sure. <laughs> Colin, do you have some concluding remarks about the clarity, uh, coherence, and uh, content of yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, you, I Ooh, don't need three to, C's. Did you hear that? That was well done, Tyler. And you, yeah, very, very well done. Uh, I don't have much more to say. I don't think the song is particularly coherent about the problem or the solution or about God. It's not very clear. It's not very detailed. It's not very specific. Uh, there's, you know, there's no like her- heresy in the song per se, but it's not, I don't think it's that helpful. Sure. 
yeah, I, 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 I'm not very impressed. What about you? Yeah, I think it kind of stinks, to be honest. And I hate, like I said, I was moved by the music video. I think yeah. the actually the video is yeah, better than yeah. the song in a few yeah, ways. Yeah, I agree. Um, the problem isn't clearly defined. There is really no language that roots this in a, the- a Christian understanding of the person, other than just mentioning that God is capable of finding us and pursuing us and breaking through. There's no mention of w- the suffering that is caused by sin um, and perpetuated by it. There's, uh, as we mentioned before, you can interpret this as being an abuse victim or a person struggling with guilt or a um, person who's afraid of literal burglars in a literal night. Yeah. Um, just, it's, it's wanting. Colin, what did you give this out of five? I gave this a generous two out, two out of five hotlines because um, the song does reference the, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-8255. In the UK, uh, folks can call Samaritans, which is simple number 116123. Well, I give it also two out of five Timberlakes. I'm sticking with my trend in this series of mentioning artists that I think this sounds like. This sounds very much like a song called uh, Mirrors by Justin Timberlake. I thought about giving this song out of TikToks because I I don't own, I don't have this app TikTok. TikToks is that the mints that the yep. kids are eating it's these the days? It's the mints. It's the this mint s app which makes your breath smell good. You press the button and it. Anyway, um, so I had seen some something on Twitter that was a TikTok video or a TikTok. I don't know how you say it. Um, where people were like jumping off the screen and then the screen like transitions to somebody else and there's these like shaking things and the video had this kind of effect only it was done really well where like a person would fall and then like it would the camera would keep spinning and then the other person would like fall upward and then it'd be a new person and I've seen effects like this in these TikTok videos. Okay, because in the music video for this song, there's this camera that's kind of mounted to the yes. person's face, and so whenever they tilt their head, the camera tilts with it so that yeah. the face remains centered and yeah. straight, so to yeah. speak. A neat effect. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Worship Review. We are looking to Nigeria next week. We cannot wait to discuss that week's song. Tune in next Monday to find out what it is. Take care. You've been listening to The Worship Review. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, or email us at feedback at theworshipreview.com. We accept donations at anchor.fm slash theworshipreview and patreon.com slash theworshipreview. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.